Well, good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. This is the pre-recording of today's sermon. If you're tuning in with us later, please be prepared to take communion today as we remember Christ, his body, his blood, the sacrifice he made for us in a new covenant with God. As we continue today in our Welcome to Church and Fishing with Jesus series, I'd like you to open your Bibles to Luke 10, Luke 10, 25 to 37, Luke 10, 25. We have but a few weeks left in this series. There will be a break as Pastor Chuck preaches on Palm Sunday next week. And then we have Good Friday service at 5 p.m. And then Easter morning service. We will then work on wrapping up the series before moving to a book study. But first, today, we continue to speak of being the church. What does it mean to be the church? Why, what are we to do in and as the church? And why? Why do we do it? How then shall we live? We continue to go fishing with Jesus as we consider how Jesus taught his people and did evangelism, how he did life, and how we, too, shall live. As we look to Luke 10, 25 to 37, and Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan, I want you to see that evangelism involves caring for others. Evangelism involves caring for others. Caring for others is not always easy. Sometimes you have to go out of your way. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your time. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your money financially. You may have to sacrifice physically or emotionally. But it does not change the fact that we must love God and love his people. We must care for all and show them the way to truth and life in our actions. As we're seeing today's new Sunday School series... Jesus often cared for people and spread the gospel teaching through teaching them the ways of God one at a time, one at a time. We must also care for God's people one at a time. One at a time, focus on loving God and his people. In Luke 10, 25 to 37, we find a favorite story to many. In fact, possibly one of the most familiar stories of Jesus' stories. But too often we apply the principles within only as a nice children's story and not as take-home lessons to apply to our everyday lives, the everyday lives of both children and adults alike. Jesus here will greatly illustrate Matthew 22, 37 to 38, which states the greatest commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Reading now in Luke 10, 25 to 37, we begin with a lawyer, an expert in Jewish law, a scribe. And God's word says this, And behold, behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I must note that we do not know this may have been a test, a trap of which was not uncommon of the religious leaders of the day. But it also may have been a sincere, honest question. Most likely, it is a trap. Jesus answers so. He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Of course, this man is an expert of law. He should be able to answer this, and he does. And he says, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. And your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor as yourself. 
That's what we're focused on today. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Now, the expert in God's word quotes the law well, correctly, from Leviticus 19.18 and Deuteronomy 6.5. In fact, Jesus would also summarize the law in this way, in Matthew 22, and what we now know as the greatest commandment. The trouble is that no one ever succeeds in doing so 100%. And Jesus points this out to this man, this lawyer, this expert of the law, this scribe. He was soon to learn just how extreme those demands of the law are. The things are impossible. This is why we need Jesus. That is the real point of the story of the Good Samaritan. You see, you may not be saved through this alone, for no one truly does it to the fullness of the definition of neighbor. This scribe, this lawyer, may have thought he was doing well, but the illustration of a Samaritan that you're going to see shows that you must go beyond your normal reach of loving your neighbor, your normal natural tendency. We must still care for others, though. Whether that is what saves us or not, we must care for others. The two commands, to love God and love your neighbor as yourself, are inseparable for us, as Jesus illustrates, that to love God truly is also truly to love his people. Caring for them as we would care for ourselves. This is but one evidence of your new life through Christ. You see, the love God shows us through his son Jesus should cause us to want to enthusiastically show the love for him and him, his people. Let me say that again. The love God shows us through his son Jesus should cause us to want to enthusiastically show love for him and his people. This expert in the law, asked for clarification. He, he says, desiring to justify himself to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Apparently, he thought he was good with the first part. He wasn't concerned with the love of God part. He just wanted to justify himself in how he treated others. He thought maybe he did a pretty good job. He would now be awakened to a new way of thinking. Jesus replies with the story saying, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, the people listening would not be surprised by this, as this was a well-known dangerous route of travel, 17 miles long with 3,300 feet of descent known for robbers and injuries. He probably wasn't very smart for taking this route alone. Verse 31 tells us, now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, maybe he was busy studying a manuscript. Maybe he was afraid to get his hands dirty or become unclean. Maybe he chose to ignore this injured man's needs because of his nationality or his background. We do not know, but it does not matter. God does not care about our excuses he cares about our speech, our thoughts, our actions, and the priest did not show care, kindness, love, and mercy. Love, he passed by on the other side. He passed by on the other side. One commentator stated that maybe he passed by on the other side, for this man was half dead, passed out, unconscious, and his money had already been stolen, so what would he be able to give the priest? 
There's no proof of any of this. This is just ideas. But reading on, we see, So likewise, so likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side as well. Again, maybe he's busy, judgmental, not wanting to get his hands dirty, trying to catch up with the priest of whom maybe he's traveling with or a servant of. Or maybe he thought it might be a trap by the robbers for himself to be robbed. We don't know, but what we do know is he passed by on the other side as well. But, 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 pay attention here as we see a Samaritan, a Samaritan, a Samaritan, one which is often despised and looked down upon, or the Jews and the Samaritans at least didn't get along very well. A Samaritan, as he had journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. The least expected had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Jesus says, Jesus says, Which of these three do you think? proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. And he said, the one who showed him mercy, this scribe, this lawyer, this this, um, (coughs) one who knew the law so well, he couldn't even bring himself to use the word Samaritan. But he says, the one, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Now, we do not have time to go into great detail here. But we, but we see that this Samaritan, probably the least expected of anyone to stop and show compassion, is the one who would illustrate best what it means to be neighborly and show love, care, kindness, compassion to God's created people. One person at a time. One person at a time. You see, we can be so busy with life, work, school, sports, hobbies, family, or maybe even so busy with the big picture, the big dream that we fail to see the one person right beside us who needs care. One person at a time, we must care for people, all God's people. One person at a time, and in doing so, allow the gospel of Jesus to be known and seen. Evangelism involves caring for others, for all God's people. This is not always easy. Sometimes we must choose to not pass by on the other side. But to cross the median, walk through the trees, cross the creek or river that is between us, and care for one another. Sometimes it involves taking time from your busy day's schedules and choosing to bless another with your time. Sometimes it involves a listening ear when all you want to do is talk, act, or walk away. Sometimes it involves spending. Sometimes it involves walking alongside someone else as they take your ride, your donkey, your camel, your bicycle, For themselves, because they are more in need and injured. This good Samaritan walked. He gave his ride up for this man, this injured man, and walked along this dangerous path. We see all of these things and more in this story of Jesus. Throughout the history of the church, there has been much symbolism applied to this story too. We have not time for this, and frankly, it does not matter to our point today. The point is simple. As the church, 
we show care for one another. But that should never stop when you exit these doors. Your care for others should increase as you're in the community. Be a witness. Be a witness of God's love by how you love. Let me repeat that again. Be a witness of God's love by how you love. Let's have some closing points, some take-homes now. If you're sleeping, sleeping, let's wake up now and take some notes. Here are some application for your life. All the take-homes involve the concept and words, be neighborly. Be neighborly. Number one, pay attention to neighbors and their needs. Pay attention to neighbors and their needs. Don't be so focused upon your own needs, what you're doing, your path, your travel, that you fail to recognize the needs of those around you. Give practical care as you pay attention as well. I can't stress this enough. Not just feelings, not just prayer. Both of those are good. But go out of your way to give practical care. Number two, don't allow differences to prevent you from loving all God's people. Remember, the definition of a neighbor is not based upon a physical address or a nearness to you or your family. A neighbor may be a total stranger, Christian or non-Christian, male or female, and of many different colors or backgrounds. A neighbor is a person whose need you see, feel, and are able to meet. Let me repeat that quote again. A neighbor is a person whose need you see, feel, and are able to meet, to fulfill. The church of Jesus Christ ought to be a place where wounded people can come to receive love and life. A hospital. Remember, we are the church. We are the church. And all people should be able to come to you and you to them. Show them love. Show them life. Remember, proper caring involves helping even when the problems have been brought upon by their own actions. This good Samaritan helps a man who was not wise. He took this route of travel as a dangerous route alone. We must care for others even when, when they have put themselves in that situation. Care for their spiritual needs as you care for their physical or emotional needs as well. Don't miss this opportunity. Care for their spiritual needs as you care for their physical or emotional needs as well. Show them a Jesus-like love. The Samaritan is like Christ as we see that he comes and cares for the man and saves his life. We too are half dying to sin, yet Jesus comes and saves. Next, remember the greatest commandment in the laws, which the expert in the law is a lawyer quoted out of Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is a great and first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These two commands are inseparable. To love God means to love his people. All God's people deserve to be cared for in a way which, A, shows the same type of love and care you would desire, and B, a care which leads to seeing Christ's love and care through the cross. And C, a care, a love, which shows how much you love God. This leads us to number three. Don't hate your brother, love your brother. And in this love, allow the love and mercy of God through Christ the Messiah to be seen. And by the way, don't allow feuding or past issues or a history with the person to prevent your care of being seen and applied to their life. 
At the end of the day, though, one must recognize that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ as Messiah, our Lord, and his victory over sin and death upon that cross. Not one could even achieve true salvation through the law. We need Jesus. This expert of law may know the law greatly, but what he needs most in us as well is Christ. As you know Christ, as you know Jesus, go show your love for God and his people. And number four, be committed to see things through. The Samaritan would not just care for the injured man's needs that day, but promised to return and do whatever else was needed, including paying the innkeeper any additional costs which would be incurred. We must be willing to see things through. And now the final application. As you leave today, I want you to see that we live in a suffering world. Look around you. Look for one person who needs your help today. Remember, one person at a time. That is how we should show care, show love. Look for that one person around you that needs help. There are people everywhere who are wounded and hurting. Some have been robbed by parental failure. Others have been left half dead as a result of their own folly and choice of evil, sinfulness. Some have been damaged by false teaching or let down by so-called Christians. We come across them very often in our daily life. We never know when the opportunity will come to be their neighbor. What should we do here? Care for their needs, one at a time. One at a time. Go fishing with Jesus, for Jesus, in how you care for others. Go fishing with Jesus, for Jesus, in how you care for others. Because evangelism in the life of a Christian involves caring for all God's people. Let's close in prayer and song now. Lord, we thank you for the example Jesus gives us in, first of all, eternal life and how to inherit life. The example that we need Jesus desperately, but also that we must go far beyond any natural tendency as we show care, not just for our loved ones, but for complete strangers, for all your people. And it's how we love your people. It also shows how we love you. How we love your people also shows your love that you had to us. May your love, may our love, point people to you, be a witness of the love Jesus gave us through the cross. And it's in your holy and powerful name we pray. And all God's people said, amen.